What is good, everybody, and welcome back to the Pegasus Media Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Fierro, and before we get started, I just want to take a moment and wish everyone a happy holidays. Obviously, Christmas was last night, and New Year's is coming up, so happy holidays to all. And I also want to explain where I've been. Why has the podcast not been as consistent? It's because, don't worry, content has still been going up, but it's been going up on our YouTube channel. The podcasts have been on our YouTube channel, but now they are coming back to the regularly. They are going to come back more frequently here on Anchors and Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, all the podcasting platforms that you used to listen to us, you will now be able to do that again. But also, you should definitely check out the YouTube channel. It's um, Pegasus Media Podcast. Just search it up on YouTube. It should be it should appear. We we do very um, very entertaining videos. Very quick and easy to watch. Honestly, yeah, they they are very fun and easy to do. But I I wanted to go into more detail on certain stories and i just missed doing the show honestly i just missed the freedom and the creative power of just doing all sorts of fun stuff on the show so that is why i decided to bring it back and i know it works here i've seen the numbers on spotify and i just want to say thank you so much to anyone all over the world who's listened to us who's liked one of our tweets who've watched one of our videos seen our instagram it's it's been one this has truly been one of the best experiences of my life i've loved doing this i'm i literally wake up early just to be able to do like just be able to get into the sports and i love talking sports it's truly been one of the best years of my life thanks to all of you but now we have a very very fun show we are going to talk about some potential trades that i think nba teams should do we're going to talk about what my thoughts are of each country that participated in the world cup after the world cup we're going to talk about some transfer targets and honestly we're just going to talk a lot today about a lot of different sports it should be a very fun episode so let's get started with one hell of a christmas day game um golden state obviously we had a lot of uh christmas day games we had the knicks and the sixers we had the um celtics and bucks lakers and mavericks where luca just went crazy 41 points tatum exploded for 41 as well in the bucks it was very very fun but i want to highlight and specifically talk about the golden state warriors versus memphis grizzlies game because this game this game was very fun it was physical it had a lot of technical fouls, a couple of ejections. It was it overall felt like a playoff game. The atmosphere inside of Chase Center was electric. The Warriors without Steph Curry, who's still out for two weeks with a separate with a dislocated shoulder. Um man, it was insane. John Morant came out to play with 36 points, um, 15 of 29 from the field. It was very good jordan Poole came out 32 points he couldn't miss like golden state played incredibly well which is a good sign because this was a golden state warriors team that is that was coming into this game after getting two major defeats they lost by 39 to the new york knicks a couple of uh, weeks ago and then lost by 30 to the nets so i was getting concerned about the golden state warriors but then they come in and they do this they the final score was 123 109 golden state won but now i want to talk about what clay thompson said after the game when he was asked about his thoughts on the grizzlies doing all that trash talking before the game and he said and i quote to act like a dynasty you need to win something win something first and then talk it's in these two teams don't like each other obviously there's a lot of bad blood um last season golden state eliminated memphis from the playoffs a couple seasons ago uh memphis beat the warriors in the play-in tournament so these two teams have like beef and then you obviously have the draymond green and i believe it was uh john moran who were going at it on twitter so this this that made this game extremely fun and it did not disappoint now memphis is a really really good team they have a 20 and 12 record but they they struggle on the road we saw it i think memphis just like it happened in the playoffs the lack of actual experience on the team hurt them golden state yeah they're a young team with pool and kaminga 
and Moody and Wiseman, but they have they have their uh their veterans who know how to win. Iguodala, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr knows like Golden State is coming off of a title. They they started off rough in the season, and now hopefully this win can be the um the light that guides them because. Look, they proved that they proved that they could beat a top team without Steph Curry on Christmas Day on national television. If Golden State can continue to win games without Steph and continue to play the way they played, like Golden State just played yesterday, like if they they looked like they were having so much fun, so much fun. Clay was shooting the ball very well. All of them were just going out and they were playing like they were they were just playing with joy. So if they can continue to do that and win games, by the time Steph comes back, we could be talking about an, a Warriors going in another finals run. But Memphis, they they are they have had one of the best starts of the season. They were currently they are first in the West with a twenty and twelve record. John Morant is a superstar. John Morant is a baller. Almost 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 had the dunk of the year. He missed it. Kind of, kind of funny. He, he, he's so, he's so close to getting like highlight moments, but misses them. That dunk against Kevin Love back in uh, a couple seasons ago. But yeah, it, it was a, it was a really fun Christmas Day uh, action. It was some really fun Christmas Day action. Uh, go, uh, Denver survives. Barely beats Phoenix, one twenty eight to one twenty five. It was a good game. We, we saw some very good action. Obviously, both. Both very good teams. Phoenix made it to the Western Conference Finals, um, Western Conference Semifinals last year, and Denver has been very, very good. We saw, um, obviously, Jason Tatum beat Jason Tatum, goes for uh, 41, man. Like, Tatum's a star. Tatum's a star. Uh, and Philadelphia came back from behind. Like, Philadelphia beats New York after what... Uh, that was a rough first quarter. But they win 119-112. Harden, 29 points. 13 assists, 4 steals. We'll get into some more James Harden later on in the show. Because he's uh, trending for some reason. Uh, Julius Randle, man. 35 points, 8 rebounds. The Knicks really surprised me. They played very well. They played really, really, really good. In that first half, Philadelphia wasn't going to lose that. They made that very clear in the second half. They came out with more intensity and they played very, very well. Lakers, Mavericks, Mavs come back. Literally, they score 51 points in that third quarter. That is insane. Like Christian Wood showed up with 30 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists to win the game 124-115. LeBron had 38 points and 6 rebounds. LeBron gave it his all. Was not good enough. Seems to be the trend for the Lakers. LeBron just dominates the game. And he does not. But his team does not. Um, And then what about Jason Tatum? 41 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. I mean, 3 steals. What a game from Tatum. Tatum looked really really good like i think jason tatum played very well today he played very well last night they were actually able to slow down they were actually able to contain Giannis at the tacumbo which is crazy to say but he only had 27 points but shot 8 of 12 from the field 9 of 22 from the field i love how stopping Giannis is 27 points. Drew Holiday had a good game with 23. The Bucks just struggled. They couldn't get a lot from their bench. And we saw a very good game from Boston. Um, Brown had 29 points. Like, it was a good game for the Boston Celtics to do what they did to a Bucks team. They slowed down Giannis. And when they slowed down Giannis, they really, Milwaukee couldn't do anything about it. Very, very good job. And honestly, Christmas Day in the NBA was fun last night. But it wasn't the only sport that we got Christmas Day action in. We got Christmas Day action in the NFL. And I'm going to give you my takeaways. And then we're also going to dive into different playoff scenarios for different teams, including my Miami Dolphins. Here are my takeaways. First one is for the Dolphins. And it pains me to say this, but Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins are falling apart when the games matter the most. That second half, we had an amazing first half. Tua had like 200 yards in that first half. Tyreek Hill was a beast. 
Jalen Waddle was a beast. Our defense very well. But look, we had an eight and three start. We beat the Buffalo Bills in September. Like we looked, this team looked capable of capturing a division. Not just that, we looked like we were gonna win the. We looked like. A, the Dolphins look like a serious threat in the division, and they look like a serious threat in the AFC. But Miami is now in the fight of its life. With Sunday's 26-20 defeat to the Packers, the Dolphins lost their fourth straight uh, game. And now we are 8-7. We were 8-3. We had an 8-3 start. We are now 8-7. It's disappointing. We can't close out games. We can't... This is... Looking like it's going to be the second straight year where we are in the playoffs with two weeks to go and we're going to miss out somehow. Hanging on to the seventh and final AFC slot. Here's the thing. The Patriots, the Jets, the Titans, and the Steelers are now only one game behind with two weeks to play in the regular season. Like, it's going to be a battle to the end if we can make it to the playoffs. And look, while the quarterback position tends to get far too much credit and blame when the team does well and when the team does wrong. Tua's performance against the Packers is the starting point of Miami of of Sunday's downfall. We were up 20 to 13 at halftime. During the final 30 minutes, the Dolphins quarterback completed 8 of 14 passes, 96 yards through three interceptions and a including the game clinching interception with a minute and 34 seconds left to play who tossed three interceptions with three consecutive drives and became literally he had three straight drives in that three drives in that second half interception 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 became the first dolphins quarterback with three fourth quarter interceptions in the last 13 years like come on man Th this is what upsets me honestly is that this team looked so promising at the start of the season. We had Tyreek Hill. Tua was playing like he was going to be an MVP. Gets hurt. I'm like, damn, that sucks. Comes back and he's still in form. And then we can't close out the season properly. That's frustrating for me. That's honestly frustrating that this team plays so well. But when it matters the most, we can't do it. We, 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 we're a good team. But man... We with the roster we have, we could be competing for Super Bowls. We should have locked up the division. Honestly, if you look at it, roster by roster, we're a better team than the Buffalo Bills. The only position that they have us beat is quarterback. We have a better defense. We have a better head coach, that's for damn sure. But we don't have the better quarterback. And at the end of the day, that's what wins games in the NFL. Can your quarterback handle pressure? Josh Allen's been to the AFC Championship game and lost. He knows that feeling. He's been to the playoffs. Tua hasn't. Tua has not gone. He doesn't know what that's like. So this team should be competing for Super Bowls. Honestly, and it's taking away my taking away the fact that I'm a Dolphins fan, but like we should be competing for a championship. The Dolphins, outside of maybe two teams, I can confidently say Miami's a probably with a good quarterback. Not, with a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, with a decent with a good, experienced quarterback, the Miami Dolphins are a top three team in the AFC. We're better than, like, if we're honest, this Dolphins team has the capability and the roster to be playing in Arizona in February. We should be in that stadium. The, the one thing that is going to hold us back, and I feel like it's going to hold us back, is our quarterback. It's Tua who is holding us back, and it's concerning because I thought for the first time in a long, long time, actually, honestly, for the first time in my lifetime, I felt, I genuinely felt like this could have been the Dolphins' year. This could be the Dolphins' year. I was saying, man, this team could actually make it to the Super Bowl. And what the hell do we do? We go from being 8-3 and three just four weeks ago to being eight and seven and now fighting for our lives but the final interception honestly it's embarrassing the Packers completely fooled Tua with their coverage and like it was easily and then here's another thing Tyreek Hill was wide open Tyreek Hill was wide on that final play of the interception he was wide open and Tua never even considered throwing to it Tua never even thought of throwing it to him he is he is your best receiver. He is the fast he is the best wide receiver in the league and he's wide open and you don't throw it to him. That is the lack of experience for two. That, that's my problem, man. If you have Tyree Kill as your wide receiver, yeah, I would understand not throwing to him if he has two to if he has like two men on him or three guys or like three covered. 
don't throw it to him. But he's Tyree Kill and he's wide open. Why would you not throw it to him? That's why it was embarrassing. And the second thing, bro, they fooled him. They fooled him into throw. They baited him into throwing that interception. Honestly, the Dolphins may need a hol they need a Christmas miracle to set things straight in time for the um in time. They need a Christmas miracle to make it to the playoffs. It's very disappointing, very concerning. Honestly, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, what a guy! Incredible quarterback. They 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 still have their postseason hopes. Now, you technically, uh, record speaking, they are a worse team than the Dolphins. Like this team is, but they they played very well. Like. They could actually make it to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is... And honestly, I'm going to say it. I don't think any team in the NFC wants to face the Packers right now. Because Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are playing like if they had nothing to lose. And when any quarterback plays like they have nothing to lose, they're dangerous. But when Aaron Rodgers plays like he has nothing to lose, it is deadly. We saw it last night. Aaron Rodgers said, I'm just going to go... I'm going to win this. I'm going to win us this game one way or another. And he did it. He was incredible. Let's not take anything away from what uh, Aaron Rodgers did. He was phenomenal last night. He truly was a bad man. Their defense can be inconsistent. That's a big question mark for the Packers is can their defense consistently get stops? They showed out yesterday. Three interceptions. Three interceptions. And they, this team is like very, very well. And another thing is Aaron Rodgers, probably for the first time in his career, finally a good, good offensive line. He finally has a good offensive line. And it's very good to see. Like, honestly... What the Packers are doing, yeah, they lost Devontae Adams. They struggled to find chemistry. Every, we were all sounding the alarm saying, are they done? No, they're not done. As long as you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, you are never finished. You are never out the race. You are never going to be out. He is not going to, he's not the type of guy to just roll over and say, yep, we're done. He's going to give it his, oh, he showed it last night that he did not give up. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is incredible. And now, sure, his, he has 11 interceptions. He's thrown 11 interceptions this year. But he's... But the man's still Aaron Rodgers. Now, they have to go out and they got... The Packers need to play like they did against the Dolphins. They're going to have to do that against Minnesota and Detroit. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. But, man... So, now, keeping on the NFL, what do... um. Oh, before we get into like the playoff scenarios, I just want to take a moment. Jesus Christ. Can we talk about that Cowboys game? That that Cowboys game may have been the best game of the, the NFL game of the year. Back and forth. Philadelphia missing Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew steps up, man. Their defense stepped up. But Dallas, boys, how about them Cowboys? Stephen A. Smith is not going to like that. But Dak Prescott is is for real to be on a third and 30 literally first and 10 get sacked second and 20 get sacked it is now third and 30 i promise you most of us thought he's gonna he's not gonna get the first down that man steps back in from he just steps back in the pocket analyzes the field like like a terminator and just flings the ball puts it beautifully and perfectly into ty hilton for a 57-yard completion on a third and 30. Like, that, that, that's insane, man. Cowboys fans should be really happy about their team. They, they already clinched the playoff spot. And now this is Philadelphia's second loss of the season. This was a team that was on this crazy undefeated streak. And they, 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 didn't, they couldn't do it. But, man, the Cowboys were fun. That was crazy. That has to be like some sort of record for like the longest completion or something. A third and 30, bro. Third and 30. That is insane to think that the, um, to think that they completed it. Now, the NFL action does not stop because tonight at 8.15 Eastern on ESPN, we have Monday Night Football. It's the 8 and 6 Chargers taking on the four and nine Colts. Obviously, the Colts last week um, blew the historic lead to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that was embarrassing. Once again, Matt Ryan on the wrong side of comeback history. It's going to be it's going to be a fun game, obviously. And then yesterday, Sunday night football, uh, Buccaneers beat the uh, Cardinals in overtime 19 to 16. Brady once again shows why he is the GOAT. That man has gotten so lucky. He is 7 and 8. He's struggled all season, hasn't had a great year, and he's still probably going to win another Super Bowl. <laughs> like, th that man, he he's going to make it into the 
playoffs because he's going to win his division because of how weak the division is. You're playing a Carolina Panthers team that has no quarterback. You're playing a Saints team that Jameis Winston likes to throw more in. He's a very good quarterback at throwing it to the other team. And then you have Atlanta who has Marcus Mariota as quarterback. Enough said about that. Like Brady is an incredible quarterback. And I was talking uh, t- to someone about this um, a couple nights ago. But he's, he's, he's a great quarterback, but he's a lucky bastard. He's always, even when his teams aren't the greatest, he gets bailed out with how bad his division are. When he was in the Patriots, the AFC East sucked. Buffalo wasn't great. Miami was awful. And then the Jets were the Jets. So Tampa is right now 7-8. and eight. They're going to probably finish 9-8. and eight. They're going to finish 9-8, and eight, win the division, get a first round bye, probably face San Francisco, beat them, go to the soup, go to the NFC Championship game, probably play Dallas there and go to the Super Bowl. But yeah, man, it was a very, um, it was very interesting. But now, let us talk playoff picture, clinching scenarios, and different things. We have three weeks left in the regular season. So right now, as it stands, the playoffs, Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs. We would be facing Kansas City. Oh, God. Right now, it'd be Dolphins at Kansas City, Chargers at Bengals, Baltimore at Jacksonville, and the wild card and the wild card teams that have clinched their postseason breath, um, breaths, the Bills, the Chiefs, Bengals, and Ravens. Now, at, what are the playoff pictures? What are the playoff matches right now in the NFC? The Commanders at the Vikings, the Giants at the 49ers, Dallas at Tampa Bay, and the wild card team at Philadelphia. AFC playoffs. Okay, so how can teams fun, man? This is the playoffs are coming up. That means the super, obviously, the. Uh, Super Bowl is going to be in Arizona this year. Beautiful stadium. Now, Miami, man, the Dolphins need... I believe they need to win... Honestly, if we we if we need to win the next two games. To not depend on anyone else, to not rely on any other results, it has to be two wins. Patriots and Jets. We can do both games. Just make it to the playoffs and hope to God. And then at Kansas City, that's a tough game, man. To play in Narrowhead in in the playoffs against a Patrick Mahomes who wants another Super Bowl, who's playing like, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun game. If, ne- if next week the Bucs can beat the Carolina Panthers, Brady would win his division again. But yeah, this is four and nine, eight and six, the Chargers. Monday night, they would clinch a playoff spot with a win. That's all they need to do. They would lock up the number six spot. So the NFL season is coming down. It's going to be a very coming down to the wire for many teams, including my Miami Dolphins. Now, we're going to get into some fun stuff. Obviously, still to come. We're going to talk um, some NBA trade ideas after Christmas. We're going to talk um, the World Cup teams, that uh, how I would grade each team that participated in the World Cup. We're going to dive into some transfer targets for different teams. But for now, I want to actually talk about a developing story in the NBA. Uh, This was reported yesterday by Woj. The Rockets, um, James Harden considering Rockets' return in free agency. Uh, Obviously, Philadelphia 76 star James Harden is seriously considering a move back to the Houston Rockets this summer if he chooses not to sign a new deal with his uh, current squad. Now, I don't know how true this is. Woj is pretty reliable, but like we said, James Harden was asked about this after the game against the Knicks yesterday, and he did not want to answer. Now, I've seen mixed opinions surrounding Philadelphia 76ers fans saying should we trade him at the should they trade him at the deadline or should they pay him the max contract it's like I I know to like the casual NBA fans say like obviously you pay him the max contract but that's like James Harden whether we like it or not James Harden is not what he was like what he used to he's not what he once was he's also getting up there in age but like don't get me wrong he's a hell of a player he's averaging 21 points leading the league in assists he's getting up there in age like it's a lot of it's, the max contract would be a lot of money to pay someone like him. Now, obviously, he has, he has a player option. I don't think he's going to accept it. I think he would try to, like, restructure his contract. Now, if I was James Harden, what would I do? Would I stay in Philadelphia or would I go back to Houston? Honestly, stay in Philly. Houston is in a rebuilding state. They are definitely struggling. They they, they don't have a good team yet. They have, they have 
promising stars, but they don't have that great. Would I, do I think James Harden would make them better? In a way, yes. Do I think it would be an immediate impact? No, I don't think he would make an immediate impact. So I don't know. I mean, if he leaves in free agency, I don't know if Houston would be where we'd go. I think, honestly... I, I think he would I think he's probably just gonna end up resigning in Philadelphia. That's what I think he should do. Philadelphia's a good good team with James Harden and Embiid and Maxi and Harris and those boys. If I think if I'm Philadelphia and I can find a way to re-sign him for the cheap, like not cheap, cheap, but like not pay him the max, but still keep him, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, after last season's disappointing uh playoff exit, Harden signed a discounted two-year sixty-eight million dollar deal to remain in Philly. But he has a player option this offseason that would make him a free agent. I want to I wanna honestly hear, I want to know what you guys think. If you're a Houston Rockets fan or if you're a Philadelphia fan or if you're just an NBA fan. Would you want to see James Harden? Would you guys want to see James Harden back in Houston? Uh, let us know by tweeting at us at Pegasus Media or DMing us on Instagram at Pe also Pegasus Media underscore pod on Instagram. Now... Let us get into, um, let's keep on this MBA, on this MBA stuff. Let's, let me just get it up. And another thing about this James Harden thing before we move on, would he really want to go back to Houston though? Because he's getting up there in age. He has not, he hasn't won a title. I think he wants to win a championship, so he really should go for a title maybe. So honestly... It's, we don't know. We don't know what he's going to do. Houston and James Harden, that's an interesting thing. All right, let's move on. Obviously, the World Cup just ended a few days, a few, a uh, couple, like a week ago. Um, Argentina, world champions, Leo, Lionel Messi finally has a World Cup. I finally got, I finally fully recovered after almost having multiple heart attacks during that, during that game. It was it was pretty insane, very fun game. But now I have all the teams here that participated and I'm going to tell you like I'm going to rank these teams on this like on these criteria. How did they do compared to how did we think they were going to do and my overall thoughts on the teams. So let's start Argentina. They are obviously going to be on the top. Argentina played phenomenal during this world cup so they are on the top of this list for sure uh argentina step they played amazing they played really really good not just leo messi but uh rodrigo de paul uh di maria di maria what a player like he honestly i think if messi wasn't like an, if messi wasn't messi di maria would be like the best he would be who we would talk about instead of Messi. Di Maria has come up clutch so much times. He is honestly criminally underrated. He is the all-time leader in assists for PSG. He has over a hundred cap captain. Um, he's has over a hundred caps for Argentina. Won a Champions League with Real Madrid. Dominated Europe, honestly, and he's came up very big in the finals. In finals, played an incredible game in in Sunday's final against France. Played incredible in the Copa America final. Uh, Di Maria is just crazy good. He is such a good. All right, next team on the list is Belgium. Honestly, I'm going to put Belgium, I'll give them a C. Belgium disappointed. I thought Belgium being the number two ranked team in the world, they were going to um, sh like be very good. They had really, they, they have a really good team um, with, with um, they have a really good team. Obviously, Lukaku, um, Lukaku, De Bruyne, Hazard, Tillmans, Courtois, but they, they were disappointing. I don't know what got into Courtois, uh, what got into Lukaku, Lukaku, but man, he couldn't score. Like, I think it was against Canada. No, against Croatia. It was Belgium, Croatia, and Lukaku was missing easy ones. He was missing shots and goals that you shouldn't be missing at a world. So for that reason, I put them at, at a C tier. Brazil. I'll put Brazil, I'll put the Brazil, I'll put Brazil at a B. I'll grade them a B. I think Brazil played pretty well they played really well uh Neymar incredible player obviously got hurt for the a uh, little bit of the world cup that that Richarlison goal in the group stage was great Vinicius played very well but they couldn't get it done when it mattered the most but I'll put them B Cameroon where would I rank Cameroon I'll put Cameroon alongside Belgium I think Cameroon 
They they were a team that didn't come in with a lot of expectations. They played really good against Serbia. Beat Brazil. They beat Brazil. Obviously, it was their B team. But still, to say you beat Brazil is something crazy. I'm putting them... Honestly, I'm giving them an A. And sure, they didn't make it out of the group stage. Um, they they But man, they played incredible soccer. Incredible football. They played beautiful. Alfonso Davies gets the first goal in the World Cup for Canada in like 30 years, I believe it was. Canada deserved to win the game against Belgium. Obviously, they didn't. Played very well against Croatia. Like this, these guys played very, very, very well. So that's why I put them at an A. And they have a very bright future, obviously. They're going to host the next World Cup alongside the U.S. and Mexico. They're going to be in Copa America uh, 2024 alongside the U.S. Canada, they, they showed out. Now, from Canada, we're going to another CONCACAF team, Costa Rica. Look, I love Navas. I love Costa Rica, but they were disappointing. So I'm going to put them, honestly, on a D. Uh, that's 7-0. That's 7-0 to Spain. Uh, and they never really looked like they had that. They didn't look like the 2014 um, Costa Rica. I, I feel bad for Navas because after this World Cup, he's probably not going to see light. He's not going to see game time in PSG. Yeah. All right, Croatia. Let's move on to Croatia. I'm going to put Croatia alongside Canada in an A. Uh, Luka Modric, phenomenal player, great person. Really, really good, um, really good World Cup, obviously, to make it to the semifinals and to be the third place team was impressive they played very well played very 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 well i i think croatia honestly they did real well that's why i'm putting them up with canada at the a tier denmark is next honestly denmark will fall alongside uh costa rica i i was very disappointed in denmark after the euros that they had where they went on that uh cinderella story ride I was like, this World Cup, they're going to shock the world, do really good. But they didn't. So that's, honestly, I'll put them D as in disappointment. All right, Ecuador is next. Obviously, they didn't make it out of the world. Uh, they didn't make it out of the group stage. Had a really great game against Netherlands. They beat Qatar, made history. Which is why I'm go I'm gonna put them I'm gonna put them in the Brazil tier. Because I think the expectations for this Ecuadorian team weren't very high. Going into the World Cup. At least for me personally. I looked at their group. FIFA is not going to let um, Qatar lose their first game. And then to go up against the Netherlands. Go up against the Netherlands. And then go up against um, uh, Senegal. It's going to be tough. Ecuador played very well. Ener Valencia honestly was one of the best players in the World Cup. Um, Ener Valencia incredible player in the World Cup. Five goals in the group stage. Showed out against Qatar. Incredible game against um the netherlands but i think this was very good for ecuador because now they can show why they they can honestly um this shows future and promise for the future uh not just for the next world cup but for years to come very 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 good um let's now go to england I'm gonna put england in the brazil tier i think they they were a b in this world cup played really well um obviously played very well against um Iran with that 6-2 victory, uh, struggled against the US and then beat Wales. Great game against Senegal. They were honestly, they they outplayed France in that semifinals. I mean, in the quarterfinals, but they couldn't do it. That Harry Kane penalty miss, that's what dragged them down. They would be an A if it wasn't for that miss, honestly. All right, France. They're going up here to the S tier with Argentina. What a team, France. They, they, they were incredible. Uh, Chouamani. Had an incredible World Cup. Makes me very happy to see him play very well. I may not like him. I may not like him as a person. But Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world. He's one of the best players in the world. He showed in that finals that soc that football is in very good hands once Messi and Ronaldo leave. Um, it was an incredible... To have a hat-trick in the World Cup finals and still lose. France looked very good. Uh, Griezmann, what a player, L looked incredible. Man, France played very well. They had one of the best world, they were one of the best teams in the World Cup. Germany, I'm putting them in the D. I'm putting them in the disappointment because Germany, man, when we looked at the group, obviously it was Spain, it was Costa Rica, it was Japan, and it was Germany. Most of us thought it was going to be Japan, uh, Spain and Germany. Germany loses the first game to Japan, can't beat Spain. It was not a good 
good look for, for the German side. And they didn't. Honestly, since 2014, the German powerhouse has not looked the same. They haven't looked like they were uh, that crazy team. They don't look like the same Germany that they were in 2014. Um, Ghana. Ghana? I'm going to put them alongside Belgium and Senegal. Played very, very well. They did an incredible game against uh, Portugal in the first group stage game. A very, very good game. Iran, honestly, I'm going to put them in, a, uh, in the Belgium tier, but they're going to be in like the last part of the tier because they were honestly just like um, Ecuador that like the expectations weren't very high. And sure, they didn't, didn't, do, they didn't do great in the World Cup, but they, they showed up. They played pretty decent. Japan, I'm putting them up. I'm honestly going to put them in the Croatia-Canada tier. Because Japan beats Germany, beats Spain. Oh, Jesus Christ. They were... Like, Japan loses to Croatia in penalties. But Japan, what a team they were. They were an incredible team. And, uh, big surprise, honestly. Where would I rank Mexico? Mexico, I'm putting them, putting them in the C tier. When you look at the uh, aspect of that team with Chucky Lozano... With Ache um, Ache, Guardado, and Ochoa. Ochoa, what a keeper, man. Ochoa is insane. Blocked Lewandowski's penalty. It was really, really good. It was a, it was a disappointing year for Mexico, a uh, World Cup for Mexico, I would say, in terms of not making it to the fifth game. But they showed out. They played very well. I'm putting them at the C tier. Morocco, S. They are on. They are in the France and Argentina level, and they're actually probably they're gonna be leading. They're gonna be first. I'm gonna put them. They were the best team in the World Cup. I don't care what it says. They were one of the best. They were definitely one of the best teams in the World Cup. Morocco to make it to the semifinals is insane. They knocked off Belgium. They knocked off Spain. They knocked off Portugal to make it to the uh, semifinals. Wow. Morocco played insanely well, insanely well, and honestly, really, really good. The Netherlands, where am I putting the Netherlands? Honestly, I'm just going to be, I'm, I'll put them, I'll put them, I'll put them in the um, B tier. I think footballing wise, these guys played very well, played really good against, uh, honestly, actually, no, I'm going to put them on this. I'm going to put them at the C because if we're honestly going to be honest here, they got outplayed by Senegal in the first game, just got very lucky. They should have lost to Ecuador. They really should have. That goal should have counted. Really, they, they they were the better team against Qatar and the and they were the better team against the U.S. Damn it, man! Like I would put them higher. It's just, man, they they're terrible. They're sore losers. Come on, man, lose to Argentina. I don't really like the Dutch, but and I think yeah, the World Cup. What like you saw it once they faced this strong team in the World Cup, they were um they were shown who they were. South Korea. For me personally, I'm gonna put them on the D tier. Uh, I was disappointed. I thought they were going to do more. I had high hopes for the South Koreans. Lewandowski, I'll put them in the B tier. I think uh, Poland played very well against Mexico. I think, I honestly think could have done better against France, obviously. But my big problem with Poland is, shockingly, Robert Lewandowski. He doesn't show up when his country or his club needs him. That's my issue. Like, he only plays very well when the competition isn't high. And then everyone gets upset when people are like, oh, he's not Ballon d'Or worthy. He's not Ballon d'Or worthy. Like, sure, his stats were very, are great. But who is he scoring those goals against? Like, who is he really honestly scoring all those goals against? I think he should have stepped up in, in the World Cup. I think, who knows? All right, Portugal. I'm going to take... I'm going to take all the drama outside and I'm just going to grade them on the team and the performance. Putting them in the C tier. Honestly, I think that's where they deserve to be. They need it. They, uh, I think if they can get Mourinho and they can get on a better track for 2026, this could be a very good... I think um, they they were very... I think the... I think the Ronaldo situation was handled poorly. I think it's disappointing to see what happened in Portugal. I think they got in their own way because if you really look at the roster and the team size, they were they had what it took to make it to the they had what it took to make it to the finals. But I think they got in their own way. Qatar is definitely going. Qatar is going to the D tier. There's no F tier, but if there was, they'd be in it. They were trash as a soccer team. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. Trash, trash, trash. But they scored a goal at least. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. They're going, they're going to the B tier. Uh, very, very good job um, by Saudi Arabia. They got...
Saudi Arabia definitely got lucky with Argentina. Uh, they were a very good team. Beat Argentina. Um, played very well against Mexico, honestly. Very good stuff. I'm putting them... Honestly, I'm putting them in the C tier. I think they were a very good team. Played very well against Ecuador. Played very, very, very good against the Netherlands. Couldn't do it against England, but that's because, honestly, England was a powerhouse compared to what Senegal was. All right, so Serbia. Honestly... This is going to come as a surprise, but I think Serbia is a beep. I think Serbia played very well. They um, definitely knew how to. Uh, they were physical. They were fast. Spain. I'm putting Spain. Putting Spain at an A. I know what happened, but like Spain played very well. They showed a lot of um, promise. I think Pedri and Gavi are going to play very, very well. I think the Spanish team is young and they're going to keep improving, which is scary. Because they played incredibly well in that group stage. To lose to Morocco, obviously. But in penalty, so... I think Spain played very well. Switzerland. I'm putting them at a C. I think they played very well. Showed a lot of heart. I think they were very, very... A good team. Tunisia. Honestly, I'm just going to put them out at a D. They Not a lot was expected from them, but they showed up. The US. I'm putting the US up at a... They played very well very well in this world cup they obviously i the result against wales wasn't what we wanted but we played we dominated that game we outplayed england we deserved to win that game but obviously in soccer you don't get what you deserve we really played very well against england uh when it came to that game against the netherlands i think we made mistakes i think the lack of experience and the lack of um clarity came came to mind i think we have a couple of um concerns to fill for 2026, I think one of them is who who's going to be our number nine, who's going to be our striker is a big, big, big issue for me. Like if we can get a good, if we can honestly find a good, reliable striker. And then honestly, the coach, I think Greg Berhalter, Greg Berhalter has taken us as far as he could. I think the round of 16 at a World Cup is very, 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 very impressive. And obviously we've won the Gold Cup. We've done... A lot, but if we look at the team that we have, Christian Pulisic is entering his prime. Weston McKenney entering his prime. Matt Turner is incredible. Serginho Dest is absolutely um, phenomenal. Tyler Adams, uh, Walker Zimmerman. We have a really good team that is young. And by the time we get to 2026, they're going to be fresh into their primes. And I think we need a coach that can maximize the, their development. Honestly, Thomas, Tuch Thomas Tuchel would be incredible in the U.S. It would be, it would be really fun. I, um, I'm, I'm very proud of what the U.S. did. Obviously, our men's national team has never really been crazy good. Now, compared to our women, our women are the best in the world and they will prove that uh next year at the 2023 women's world cup when we win another one go ladies but this was very good for the u.s i think we could do better i think we could do better with a new coach i honestly think it's time for greg berhalton to go i don't think it's because of anything bad i don't think he should be fired because of the result i think he should just be i think he should just be fired because i think at this point he's done all he could it's like when you go into like when you're working 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 and you get to a point where you've done all you could and now it's just out of your control that's when you stop so i think greg berhalter because i don't think he's a coach that can get the most out of um the young guys we saw what another thing that i didn't like is how he handled the Gio Reyna situation that is something that you uh handle inside the locker room you don't do that you don't say things like that in a seminar when you know there's many cameras there and it's going to get passed around like wildfire. I think he handled that situation very poorly. And I think as a result, he's lost a lot of um, support when it comes to the um, in the locker room. And that's concerning because this team is very, very good. But if they don't trust him, it's time for him to go. He, he made, I think he handled the situation with Gio, Giovanni Reina. Horribly, that situation didn't have to happen the way it did. I think if he had those feelings, he could have discussed it with the team or even with Giovanni just one-on-one. -on -one. You don't say that in a, in a coaching seminar. Like, come on, man. That, 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 that's disappointing. All right. And the last team on this list is... Uruguay. I'm going to rank uh, Uruguay a B. I think they were a good team in this World Cup. They were very unlucky when it comes to the VAR. Uh, terrible. They got some terrible calls. My only issue with Uruguay is that they are in a weird spot. Like, they're not 
crazy young, but they're also like, but they're like, they're in the mid, they're like having a midlife crisis right now. Because they don't have crazy good youngsters. They have Federico Valverde, Araujo. Then if you look at who, who else, who their main guys are, they've got Godin, Cavani, Suarez, uh, Darwin Nunez. I'm honestly not sold on Darwin Nunez. I think he could, I don't, I think Liverpool overhyped him. I think he was a product of how, of, uh, of Benfica being that dominant in the Portuguese league, but I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think uh, Haaland is way better. I I honestly think that was how it is. But that's how I would rank each country out had after that participated in the World Cup. Honestly, this was really this was a very fun World Cup. It was one of the best World Cups in honestly of all time. It was probably I don't know if I'd say the best in recent memory because for me I loved 2014. The memories, the James Rodriguez Pechito goal, the Robin flop against Mexico, the Van Persing header. But I think this this World Cup had incredible memories to Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, uh, Japan beating Germany, the seven new uh, Spain, Costa Rica. But I think the best, uh, best of the best, Argentina winning the World Cup, Messi getting it. He finally got it. I'm just very, very happy for him. All right, let us go into the transfer news. Let's get into some transfers. Uh, we're going to talk about what what teams, what um, certain teams are doing. Uh, let's start with Real Madrid. They are definitely interested. Some interesting things. Um, Madrid is obviously, the report came out that they are prepared to pay a billion dollars for the services of Kylian Mbappe. I can personally confirm that is not true. Someone from Madrid has already said that um, that. Their future plans do not involve Kylian Mbappe, nor should they. They are um, given priority to the Jude Bellingham pursuit. I that that's gonna. I think Jude Bellingham was a phenomenal player. I think Bellingham had a phenomenal World Cup, and overall, I think Jude Bellingham would fit incredible. Wolves are interested in Nacho Fernandez. Obviously, we've mentioned Nacho. Um, Nacho, I forgot, I'm going to be honest, I forgot he still played for Real Madrid, but very good job. Now, in terms of a player, who would I want to bring to Madrid if I could bring anyone? If I could bring any player to Real Madrid, it would honestly be, it would probably have to be um, I would love to have Ronaldo back. I think Ronaldo would be... F now, obviously, Real Madrid is also looking into the possibility of bringing in Enzo Fernandez after the World Cup that he had. That would be really fun. So, I, I definitely want to see that. Now, obviously, we talked about Jude Bellingham being priority number one in Madrid. In terms of Kylian Mbappe, I don't think that would be... Um, I think Enzo Fernandez, this, here we go, Real Madrid to consider targeting Enzo Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez's release clause in January. I think he should be plan B. I think he should be plan B if we can't get Jude Bellingham. I think then we go for Enzo because I don't think we would be going after a hunt. Enzo's a good player, don't get me wrong, but... Man, if, if you made me choose between Enzo and Jude Bellingham, I'm staying with Jude because I think he's just... Bellingham is an incredible player. I think Enzo should probably is probably going to go to Liverpool. If I'm being frank with you, I think he's going to go to Liverpool. Great player, honestly, really. But yeah, I think if there is a world where we could, I don't think, I don't even think there's, I don't even think we should get both because our midfield is so good. Unless we know for a certainty that Toni Kroos and Luka Modric are out of here by next season or are are done after this year, if we know they're both done, then yes, go after Jude Bellingham, go after Enzo Fernandez. Build the holy trinity of a midfield of Enzo Fernandez, Jude Bellingham, and Ariana Tuamini. But honestly, very good. I think it's a. I think we should do it if we could. So it's going to be very interesting to see what uh, who wins the Jude Bellingham race. We will he us here at Pegasus Media are will keep you updated with everything that we uh, hear. Obviously, today's a big day because the Premier League is back today. Soccer. Uh, European soccer is coming, is back today. Later on today, we have Aston Villa against Liverpool. We And we have Arsenal against West Ham. So, but right now, we do have Newcastle beating Le uh, Leicester City 2-0 at the 8th minute. Everton is up against Wolves. Uh, Fulham and Crystal Palace are tied. And Southampton and um, Brighton are winning and Tottenham tied to Brentford earlier this morning so that is it for the show uh it felt really good to be back I will start we will definitely start doing these more often 
plus the YouTube content that we're going to have. So let's just run down how things are going to work. YouTube is going to be for the quick information. Uh, like for the, if you don't want to sit through uh, an hour and a half to two hours of like sports news and uh, or if you really don't like if you're not a diehard fan and you just want to know like what's happened with this player, that's what our YouTube is going to be for. Our YouTube is going to be where you can get um, the information um, at an easier size for you and an easier time. And then this show if for the ones who want to like to go to um, hear the story in more detail and hear my opinion and just hear me rant about the subject and more. This will be the show where we cover a lot more stuff. Uh, this We'll talk football, soccer, we'll talk basketball, we'll talk if there's a big boxing match, we'll get into that. This show is really going to be where I get like the free free, free realm of creativity. We're going to do a lot of fun things like, like the World Cup ranking and different things like that. Uh, and then for major breaking news and immediate breaking news, that is where... Uh, you should follow our Twitter, Pegasus Media on Twitter. And then our Instagram is going to actually, we're going to start using our Instagram a lot more for when we use our, when we go to different like adventures. So like when we go to Inter-Miami games, Miami Dolphin games, when we just go to like sporting games, sporting events or like conventions and stuff or things that we feel like you should know or, or. We will also be doing like behind the scenes looks of like how we do the podcasts, how we do different things. 2022 is coming to an end and I just want to personally, I personally just want to say uh, thank you so much to everyone who's came across this this show and this company. But thank you to anyone who's listened to the show, who's watched the YouTube videos, who's liked the posts on Instagram, retweeted the tweets, viewed the tweets, commented on anything. It's like, it means the world to all of us. But to me, this has been the best, the best night. Yeah, the best nine months of my life. Just getting to do everything and getting to see how many people love the show which is why i do it honestly just that i i have fun i get to talk about sports and people listen <laughs> who would have thought people would listen to a random 16 year old kid rambling about sports but for that i just want to say thank you so much everybody and happy new year uh happy holidays and we will be back very soon with another show